This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on whatever podcast player you're listening to. And for more information, you can go to www.scarfbagarawar.co.uk. You're listening to the Scarf Pagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Oh, great flick up by Alan Armstrong. Oh, what a beauty! Oh, what a beauty! I'm wasting all my life for that! What a screamer! Hello and welcome to the Scarf Bagara War, the podcast for county fans by county fans. I'm Russ Johnson. This is season seven, episode 10. Would you believe it? We're in our seventh year. Uh, and today I've got the usual stalwart and blogger of the podcast, Dave, with me. Hi, Dave. Evening, mate. Evening. Uh, and I've also got a lifelong county fan who I've known for a very long time. Um, and he's been on the co op board as well. Uh, so I'm sure you'll know his name either on. Facebook or or um, or Twitter or sometimes Yellow Board. It's Lee Townley. Welcome, mate. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, so on this show, we're going to be having our usual review preview stuff. So we'll cover the Oval game on Saturday, the one 0 win, and, and look forward to Aldershot. Um, we'll also discuss some um, emotive subjects, shall we say? So terrace culture. And we'll get into that later. Uh, disconnection between the fans and the club. Um, a director of football. Do we need one? Uh, and that might be a, a a regular slot for do we need it? <laughs> which, uh, which Lee just mentioned, which is a pretty good idea. To uh, and then we'll talk a bit about the National League voting uh, about, well, basically what we know of that. Um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to mention that uh, Lee uh, is obviously a fan of the club. Um, lifelong fan. We are asking fans to get in touch if you want to come on. We've got quite a list now, um, and we've we had um, we had a chap on last week, fifty seven years of county, which was a great episode. Wow. We were we are still looking for players as well, so we're we're in contact with Darren Ryan. He's put us in touch with, uh, or he will put us in touch with Neil Edwards, Sean Connolly, and Andy Priest. So 
fingers crossed, uh, we'll get those on as well. So we're just trying to cover everything, including the good causes, you know, man v fat and all that kind of thing. So, so yeah. Right, so let's get into it. Run titles. And when you're a massive narcissist and a bit pompous like me, then um, you know, it also <laughs> helps as well. I'm fully on board. I'm a, I'm a brand bitch now. I mean, you know, like, people are trying to out-pop each other. It smelt like egg and tasted like cider. I've even shouted at ball boys. That's the type of mad arsery that I can't get behind. I've learnt that Dave wasn't part of the move to, to get us away from Edgeley Park. We couldn't afford an engraved carriage clock for you, so here's that that bird yeah. from the Cheadle M full of bird yeah. shit. In a week where we lost Nazi evading strict family patriarch Christopher Plummer, we watched a lot of Great County on the telly. Okay, so back in the room. So let's start off with Yeovil at home on Saturday. Um, what did you think? Where did you watch it? Were you impressed? Start with start with uh, any of you guys. Yeah, um, it was it was okay in the end, wasn't it? Uh, I think we've had the full set under Ross now, haven't we? We've had the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So um, that was definitely the ugly, but uh, wins a win, isn't it? Um, we we needed to step up our performances at home, start picking up points. And um, Crowsdale, South Wales again, showing the uh, undoubted quality to the team. I think really took his goal well. Um, Yeovil, despite their form, I didn't think they were that good, to be honest, despite the, sort of the pressure they put us under in the second half. Um, they didn't really force Bennett to any saves. So, like I say, wins a win and yeah, keeps us in touch at the top. Yeah, I agree with you there, Dave. I think... Um, a win's a win sums it up perfectly for me, especially considering the poor performance, you know, um, the match before and then the really good performance before that, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, you mentioned it. I think you quite rightly point out, I think Southern Hales for me is is an absolute top class player. and I think he'll be in the side for a, a long time, barring injury suspension type thing. Um goes without saying that I think Rooney continues to just just impress me with his manner on the pitch, uh, leading the way when it comes to free kicks, you know, corners, etc. Uh, I think you'd struggle to find um, a better player in the division in his position, in all honesty. Um, what I do want to mention, though, for me, mate, is I, I, I found that there was an attack on... Uh, oh, I, I use that term loosely. Um, an, an attack on Bennett um, on social media, and I thought that was really, yeah. really... Like and and I'm not his greatest fan, and I'm not saying this guy's going to score huge amounts of goals for us. But what actually stood out for me, and I spoke to Phil about it, uh, and he his his contribution to the team. I think he did he have something like the second highest assists in the league to date, and he never stopped mm-hmm. running. And and I can't believe the actual. Um, you know the the um, some of the fan base actually uh, saying he's you know, useless, he's crap, he's this, he's that, and I just thought that was completely unfair. And it potential and, and and for me that kind of sums up uh, social media and sums up uh, the way football is at the minute. But my final point on this, I stood on the pitch with um, John Gaskin on Monday to look at some work that the Atters were doing, and I must say, guys, genuinely, the pitch is it's the worst pitch I've ever ever stood on. And I've, you know, and I've been on plenty of um, Sunday league pitches. At least they have some grass. This has no grass on it, 
and it's just sand. And I can understand how these divots, the club need to address this sooner rather than later. I don't know how long um, the, the, the management, the new management will be able to put up with this and the type of football they want to play. But I just want to put that out there. Like, you know, I think anyone would struggle to play on that pitch right now. But all in all, good. Yeah, I think the problem with the pitch is that because we've got loads of home games so close together, is actually getting something. To, I got to take your point though. Don't get me wrong; I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, even you know, just from I haven't seen it close up as you have, but you know, just seeing it on the stream, you can tell that it's it's not great, mm. and you know, the players are finding it difficult at times. But as I say, with the games being so close together, there's so many home games coming up. I doubt there's going to be anything they're going to be able to do other than just kind of. Patch and repair type of thing. Yeah, Let's nurse it through. Mm, yeah. What 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 sort of gap do you need to to relay it? I mean, we had we had Liam Cash on a while ago. Oh, did you? I can't remember what he said. Yeah, great, but I can't remember what he said. Yeah. Great grounds. Yeah. So I'm not sure what what sort of gap you need, but you, like you say, we we had Sutton on Tuesday, didn't we? We had Yeovil Saturday. We've got oh, we got older shot this Saturday. It's, it's it's relentless at the minute. Hmm. Oh, yeah. To answer your question, Russ, I don't know, and that's you know what I mean. It, it, but but for me, I think they do need to address it, and I'm not having a go at the groundsman or whoever's in charge at the minute. I do know and I do believe um, that we that we've got a permanent groundsman starting anytime now. Uh, I do know it was on LinkedIn the advertisement for it. Um, I, right. I do know that the the they're, they're bringing in. Um, like I say, a full-time groundsman. And I do know that they were potentially waiting for the contract to end on the contractors that they had in from the previous regime. That's what I've heard. Right. Uh, I'm, and I'm led to believe that that uh, knowledge is, um, you know, um, is, is true. Um, and obviously it's going to take some time to get uh, the pitch right. But for me, it does need a relay, Russ. Um, but obviously it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money. And I think it'll come at the end of the season, personally. But yeah, it's probably likely. Isn't it? I mean, I mean, fair play to the lads that are doing it. I say lads, the team. Yeah, <laughs> fair play to the team that are doing it now. I mean, they did. Um, they posted a um, a time lapse, didn't they, of them covering the pitch? And I think someone asked him, "How long did it take you?" And he went, two hours, seven of us, or something like that." When was that? So, um, that was that was yesterday. Right. All oh, right. It's great, wasn't it? Did anyone find it really oddly satisfying? Yeah, <laughs> I, did, yeah. I watched it about three times, and yeah, I just loved it. <laughs> God, I'm sad. And and if if you're not aware, well, I don't know what what it's it showing the time that's video, but I was there just before they started to lay the um, just lay the covers off, and it was absolutely howling a gale. It was sleeting, it was freezing. So absolute kudos yeah. to those guys because I. You know, hands up. I kind of uh, shied away uh, on my flag on, on my flag tidying up duties, which we'll probably talk about in a bit. But basically, yeah, um, and you know, hats off to them completely. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, like I say, the between a rock and a hard place to a certain extent, aren't? They? Because, like I said, there's not a lot that we can do in terms of no. relaying the pitch or anything no, major. It's just kind of repairing it, covering it, trying to do the best they can. So, yeah, yeah, hats off to them. Hmm. Um, just wanted to go back to you mentioned Bennett there um, and his uh, slagging off that he's had over the, yeah. you know, the last couple of days. But like you say, it is social media. Um, people expect a striker to be scoring you know, 25, 30 goals a season. And with the role that he plays for us, it's not happening. Um, it's just not going to happen. But he just contributes so much more. People just need to kind of lay off him a little bit. Um, I think that was, there was a couple of opportunities that he 
had um, a couple of low crosses into the box in the second half where he may may have anticipated them a little bit better and mm. got in front of the defender. But you know uh, that's nitpicking, really. I mean, what what he does hold up play. Um, he's he's got his you know old cliche good feet for the big man, but you know he is he's pretty skillful. Um, he can you know he can pass the ball. Uh, he just brings so much to the team um, that you know it, goal scoring obviously isn't you know top of his list despite him being a striker. People think it's people think it's football manager in FIFA at the best of times, and that's when they go into games. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, in in this day and age, and now we've got a bit of money behind us, yep. and and um, we can't go to the games. People, it, it, it quite frankly annoys me at some of the comments <laughs> that I see. It's like, it's like what what the what the yeah. fuck do you expect? It's you know the Bennett gets through so much work. Yeah, mate, I can't believe how much work he gets through. I was watching the game. I was on the stream, and and I genuinely he he never stopped running, mate. Never, never, and and I know some people. Oh, but you, it's got to be. You've got to have more than that. But he literally, he was also contributing greatly, as per the stats show. You know, don't get me wrong. Is there a better striker out there that, that this uh, ownership could buy? Of course, of course. But he's actually giving his all for the club at the minute, and that, that for me is, um, you know, is 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 absolutely you know fine. Yeah, and you, you see him towards the end of the game. I know Jovo were pressing us a little bit, and he was back on the edge of the area yeah, defending. Exactly, um, mate, yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with you know us all, you know, all the players standing on the edge of the area and you know defending like mad. But anyway, that's beside the point. Mm. He's back on the edge of the area. He's defending. He's linking up um, the attack in the midfield, and also dropping back into midfield as well, and and, and linking linking that play and allowing. Um, you know, players like Williams um, to, to to get forward as well, and yeah, like you say, he does so much. You know, does so much that goes unnoticed. Um, because, you know, if he was a midfielder, everyone would be raving about him, wouldn't they? No matter work he gets yeah. through. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Spot on. Yeah, so I, I had fought one nil. I thought you thought you're right before when you said it was ugly. It probably was, but um, I think we were the better team. And let's not forget. I know you mentioned it earlier, but they were the form team, and we made them look like. Just an average. Yeah, they did look average, average Russ. Thing. Yeah, they did look average. Yeah, yeah. I think we just need to be a little bit more clinical. I mean, we've said it loads of times before, haven't we? We we generate a lot of chances. We don't always convert them. Um, probably should be converting a little bit more, uh, just to make it easier for ourselves later on in the game. So we're not having to defend a lot. So we're not having to sit back. Um, it just makes yeah. it so much easier if we, you know, get a couple of goals when we're on top yeah, in of games. Um, of course, yeah, but that's. Let, let's you know. Are we going to have a klaxon for expect for expected goals? The expected goals. Uh, <laughs> well, next, but, next night, so we can get away well, with it. No, he's not. Is he? No, no. But but just going on to that. I mean, yeah. If if you're clinical, then then you you probably don't have to defend as 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 um as desperately as we were. But you know, at one nil, Yeovil are always going to have passages passages of play where they're going to come on top, and it's just it's just natural ebb and flow of a football match. You know, if you're miles better than a team, a team will still have five, five two two sets of five minutes where they're going to be on top of you. So yeah, yeah. I wasn't too I wasn't too worried about that because when they were on top, it weren't like it weren't like we were clearing it off the line or Inchliffe was having to make worldy saves. It was just two banks of four, it seemed, just defending defending the edge of the box. So. I think I know we were chatting on WhatsApp at the time, weren't we? And I was—I remember thinking I'm a lot. I'm, might have been because I was like four cans. Deep, I was going to say, being, yeah. <laughs> I was a lot less worried than you were, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm like, you know, the most nervous county fan ever. You know, uh, just <laughs> we could be freeing up in injury time, and I'd still be worried. So, 
So, yeah, yeah, it, it was probably a little bit more relaxed than I imagined it to be. But I just worry that if we don't get over this kind of clinical hump, that we are going to suffer against the the top sides, which we already have done this season. But that's for different reasons yeah. rather than generating a shitload of chances and not putting them away. So, yeah, it, it's, it's something we need to work on. It's something we need to get better at. But certainly not complaining um, after after the Sutton game anyway. We, at least we won. And we won on telly as well. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think for me, just kind of probably my final point on the... Uh... On, on, on the game last week and it kind of came into uh, my my head a little bit as I was watching it and I'm kind of critiquing this and I'm critiquing that player and uh, I've never done that before and, and 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 I know some people that actually genuinely watch games especially I tell you what I've watched a few games over the years right and, I'm, and I mean that tongue-in-cheek but most of the time I'm I'm with my mates I've had a few drinks sometimes I can't even see the pitch do you think genuinely we've this is how kind of a lot of Premier League teams actually see that's why you see a lot of critiquing of games that a player didn't do this because we're seeing it as they would see it right so we we're actually watching the game end to end without even miss not going down in the Chile for the pace or we're not going for the pie or another pint we're actually watching it and I felt like that, that's been different for me and I and 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 I feel. Um, potentially that's where a lot of this kind of, you know, Bennett's not doing that. Or he's, because we're not at the game, I think we're critiquing people more than ever before. Maybe even, you know, even some of Gannon's uh, tactics. Some people say, oh, negative this and negative that. Would we even notice half that stuff if we'd have been at the actual football game? So that's yeah. what I've been thinking over the past few. Good point. Yeah. Like, it's a, it, there's a good yeah. point. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I've been thinking. It, 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 well, I have anyway. Is, I know I have. Yeah, but it is, it, it is a good point because even when you're at the match... I mean, my days of going to football and getting absolutely levered to the point where I get arrested are long gone, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, that's I, what I go, you sell us anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go to I go to watch the footy, right? But you're right. Even when I'm there, there's so much else going on that you know you. I'm watching. I'm watching the bench sometimes, or I'm watching their bench, or I'm watching their fans for because something's happening. So you you don't always concentrate. I to, yeah, totally get that. And and because you've only got the screen to watch now, and the football's on the screen, that's what you that's what you're concentrating on. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think. Anyway, good, yeah. good point. Yeah, because I normally watch the trains go past, um, <laughs> and now I can't. So now I've got to watch it, whether we whether we shit or not. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I think it leads us to being a little bit more involved, if you like. I mean, from a viewing point of view, like yeah, you say, no, you're not. Agree, you're yeah. not you're not distracted by, you know, opposition fans or, you know, watching a pigeon fly, but whatever, you know what I mean? You're not not that distracted. So you're actually focused probably more. And yeah, like you say, it's, it's not always a good thing because you get people slagging players off uh, a lot more than they probably would do. But uh, yeah. yeah, I just thought it'd be worth uh, yeah. Good stuff. And it's not, it was nice to have a good referee on Saturday as well. Spot on, Ross. I wrote that down before, actually, to mention. It really, yeah, I, yeah, I, she was really good, wasn't she? Top class, yeah, and and, and I mean, I, I, I've got two daughters, and I know you got a daughter, Russ. So I don't know about yourself, Dave, mm. but I, yeah, I, I was, I was, yeah, that'd be cool. I was telling my daughter, and she loves football. Well, she does, but she's a City fan. But don't blame me; it's nothing to do with me. I'm a City fan, um, but yeah. So I was telling her, and she couldn't believe that there was a woman referee. You know what I mean? It was just great to kind of see that, and and like you say, she was she was good. Forgetting yeah. she was female or male, whatever, she was good. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, she didn't didn't shy out of a, a no, lot of sort of fifty fifty type of decisions, um, and and the red card at the end as well. I mean, a lot yeah. of referees would have just given a yellow because we we're in injury time, yes. and yeah, and it's not really going to affect the outcome of the game. She was straight in there, red card, off you go. Yep, thought it was top notch. Good stuff. Right on to hold the shot on Saturday then. Um, I mean, hold the shot lining thirteen for the moment. Seven points behind us. Um, I don't really know much about them, to be honest. I know, I mean, their away form looks right in the middle yeah, of, um, yeah. of the table. That's it. That's really all I can say. I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I'm kind of expecting because of what we've got and what, where, you know, what, how much we've progressed in the past 12 months is we should be beating them. That's, that's my view now. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Um, they're very much a mid-table side. Um, we have fared better against teams um, that are lower down in the league. So, one hopes we're at home. Uh, we do well against, um, you know, the, the lower half of the division. So, you would hope that um, we, we're, we're getting another win there. Uh, and a comfortable one as well, please. Um, where, we, where we score where we yeah. score a couple. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you say, if we are to show how far we've come, to demonstrate how far we've come over the last 12 months, then a comfortable win is what we should be aspiring towards. Yeah, I'm just looking at their fixtures now, and, and they by the time they get to play us, they're not, they wouldn't have played for 11 days. They've had two postponements um, since they last played. Um, and, and like you uh, said, guys, mid-table, win-loss, win-loss, draw. You, you know, there, there's no consistency. They had a decent run uh, early January, I'd say. Um, they, they got three, six, nine, nine points from a possible um, uh, 12 um, points. So, yeah, it, it does look a an, an average side, an average mid-table team. And I think anyone aspiring to be what Stockport County want to be and, and should absolutely deserve um, to want that. Um, but we 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 have to beat all the shot, and I think I agree with Dave. Make a statement. Um, would I be happy with a one 0 win again? Absolutely, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'd be much 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 more happy with 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 a statement win. Um, but yeah, it's it, it 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 the cliche. No easy fixtures, and I don't think there is in this league. I, you know, just talking about this league. Um, and 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 talk about Phil again. I spoke to. Uh, Fill around about League Two and conference, and whether it's going to carry on. And I know we're going to talk around that vote later, um, guys. Just, just one sec. When you say, when you say Phil, Phil Brennan. Oh yeah, sorry, yep, yeah, sorry, Phil Brennan. Yeah. I didn't want to name drop him because you'll, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was talking to him, and he said, and I, the reason I talked to Phil about a lot of this stuff is because he watches non-league football. As many people know, he knows a lot about non-league football. Uh, he knows nothing about league football, like you know. But um, <laughs> he did. Say, but he did say to me, he said, "You would be surprised at the bottom half of League Two. He said would really struggle in to, with the top half of the conference. So I think, albeit these are a mid-table team, we can't." The, the, the teams that are in and around us, mid-table, we can't take too lightly, and I don't think we will. But uh, again, that's why I'm saying a one-nil win for me would be uh, absolutely fine. Just focused on that kind of promotion slot, especially with Torquay drawing last night. I know they scored a last-minute equaliser. Uh, I know Notts County won convincingly with a standing goalkeeper. Uh, they had an outfield goalkeeper going, I believe, after having ten men. Um, they won convincingly. I think we need, yeah, we 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 just need to win again. One-nil will do it for me. Yeah. Just go, just going back to a comment you made there about the top of league, top of national league, and the bottom of league two. Yeah. Um, I listened to um an Oldham 
fans podcast in the week. Mm. Uh, it still is in the week, but earlier on this week. Um, and they had the former manager on, the, the Halifax manager now. Oh, okay. Pete Wilde. Um, that's it. Good, Pete, good Pete Wilde, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was uh, speaking dead candidly about his time at Oldham and how he got sacked and all that. But what he said was now he's at Halifax, he reckons um, the top um, 18 in the conference and the the bottom sort of 20 in the in league 2 he said if you put them into one league you wouldn't you'd have a really good competitive really? league and it'd be yeah he said he said the, the difference is, is very very minimal so he it he, he, he did say the caveat you know the top 4 in the league 2 they're pushing for league 1 they're the better yeah. better than most of the others um bottom you know bottom 2 or 4 in, in the national league you know that they're the regional quality so that you know forget them but everybody in between he said he doesn't. He doesn't think there's much quality, much difference in the quality. So I was kind of backing up what you said, although a, a bigger sort of breadth. Yeah. No. And he and he said that last week. So yeah, that was dear. Phil's bang on. Yeah, right? like you say, you yeah, yeah. tend to find yeah. the teams that get promoted out of the national league do quite well in the next season in League Two, simply because they've got that quality in place already. If you took us now and dropped us into League Two, I think we'd do okay. Um, I think we'd, yeah, we'd yeah, be yeah. looking. At least the top half playoffs, hypothetically, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah. If we manage to get out of the national league this season, I think we'd be really well set for um, for following that up with uh, a decent push next season. Yeah, agree. Yeah, but do you know what? If if, if we got out of the national league this season, you'd see personnel changes again. So it, it, they just they just keep on they just keep on getting better players, wouldn't they? Um, Okay, uh, before we move on to sort of like the second half, I just wanted to ask Lee, um, everything that's gone on at the club, because I've, I've not spoke to you for a while since our co-op days probably. Um, I just wanted to, <laughs> yeah, don't don't blame me for, for that. Anyway. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, give us a bit about how you became a county fan, your involvement in county, and then, then I'd like to ask you um, what you think of the takeover and what you think of things that have happened since the takeover and just get your view on that. Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, so, um, been following County since um, early 90s. Um, never really went with my dad or anything like that, although my dad loves football and, and I've watched football, you know, all my life. It was something which, for whatever reason, I never actually went when I was um, really young. Like, I would take my daughter now, I was eight, and my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's like 15, how she was been going since she was, you know, same age six seven eight had season tickets etc albeit they, they drop in and out of of love um uh, with uh, football because the dad and family members are crazy with it type thing so um i don't know why i never actually went um that early age but yeah it was it was uh, early 90s uh, with mates etc and um just um um, like you say, it's it's just something that's always been with me, and and I knew yourself, Russ. I think I think one of my first ever jobs. I think we, we worked in the same office, and uh, yeah, it, it was it, it was great to have someone who followed county as well. You know that type of um, you know, but like we did back in the day, right? Or even now, right? I don't know if you guys still get that buzz. You'll go to somewhere and someone's a county fan. It's pretty. It's a pretty good buzz. And I used to get that yeah, school. Yeah, I was yeah, a county yeah, fan, yeah. right? So same type of thing, isn't it? Right, exactly. So it, it's it's like that. So so I've known you, like you say, Russ. Uh, from there and then um obviously as you as as, as you grow uh, older and go through the years you kind of um you know you, we'll talk about the terrorist culture later in a little bit and 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 you know <laughs> be, be become friends with many people with all different opinions and all different backgrounds and and it was I, i'm proud to say that 
a lot of them have become, you know, uh, mates, or I'll call some friends, you know, and, and um, it's it's been something that um, has always been there. And I remember m- my mate uh, saying to me um, when I was, well, I must have been about 15, 16, talking about girls and stuff and, and jobs and stuff, he'd say like, you know, um, like, you know, you could lose your job and you lose your, you know, your, your misses, et cetera, et cetera. But your football team will always be there for you. And that stood out for me. Um, mm. um, and um, I remember him saying to him, and still remember it to this day, I remember the conversation. He was working at Stagecoach at the time um, with us, Russ. But um, yeah, so um, through the years, and then I met you again, Russ, I think, uh, stood on Ardcastle Road. I don't know how long ago, right? But you, you'll have to tell me some dates, but you're handing some flyers out. And I said, right, mate, how's it going? You know, I did a bit of a chat. What are you doing? You said, I'm handing flyers out because we're trying to drill, um, jump some uh, attention for the co-op. And obviously, people didn't really, really hear about the co-op due to the fact that the trust was not really kind of, you know, it was still an open wound, etc. And I said, yeah. let me help you out here. One thing led to another. I became uh, a board member of the co-op. And uh, I know you had, um, you, you know, you committed a, a, an, an enormous amount of time to the co-op to do with the asset of community value, etc., uh, etc. Et and then you unfortunately had to, you know, knock that on the head because you had other commitments. And then um, I, you know, was on the co-op board for two years, maybe a bit longer. I don't know. And then, um, as you do, you have different opinions on things. And um, I was involved in. Um, what what was known as the PID group, which I find amazing uh, that it's that, that it that, that it was known as that, uh, and that was myself, and that was Dave Schofield, that was Dave Espley, that was Phil Brennan, um, and um, 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 uh, and a couple of others um, on the peripheral, and that was all around just basically trying to get ownership for the fans. It was there was nobody else just to kind of you know cross that uh, thing out. There was I got accused of many things as everyone did on that. Uh, part of time and that's okay you know you stick your head above the parapet and you kind of you know it, it goes to the territory but none of that was ever done um with anything any way shape form bringing anybody else and it was literally it really was all about the fans and getting the fans owning the club um um that that um faded and unfortunately we're in a position for me now which i believe we've got a a really really good owner and the only reason i say that is because of what i've seen and what I've seen in a year, I've seen progression off the pitch with regards to investment in um, the stadium. Um, and, I've see, um, and I've seen on the pitch, and I'll include stuff like facilities, training, etc. And I, I, I can only go on what I've seen. Um, and um, to go to kind of wrap it up a little bit, um, do I think um, everything they've done is, has been bang on? And no. Um, I, I think the messaging that came out of the John Gannon, uh, John Gannon, the Jim Gannon um, dismissal. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, I, I, that, was, that was just poor, uh, poor comms, right? Because I, I, if anyone with any uh, uh, anything about me, you wouldn't have put anything to do with culture, right? Because that's just what's culture. It just doesn't mean anything, does it? They should have. They they should have put out a really political statement that's kind of quite savvy and said, well, you know, our results against the top five teams weren't good enough and blah, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. And that, that was okay, right? Because you can't argue because our, te- our results against the top five teams have been really poor. Um, mm. So that, so, and, and I don't think they should have done it at the time they did. They really should have done it when they came in or they do it at the end of the season. That's what I believe as well. They've done it though. We move on. 
and I think everything they've done bar that comms has been spot on, mate, uh, for me. And um, and and talking around kind of, um, I don't feel there's a disconnection. I know we, we, you mentioned at the outset and that the kind of communication we've had. I think they've been really good from day one, especially considering the unprecedented circumstances that we currently find ourselves in um, with regards to no fans. They've got no income coming in, or sorry, very, very little income coming in. Um, and in a nutshell, mate, as a good friend of mine said to me, Paul McAvoy, he said, Lee, I'm 50 next. I'm, I, we've paid our dues. We've done what we've had to do around the conference. I don't care whether we buy this league. I don't care whether we, um, you know, um, a bit of a Billy Big Bollocks. I'm sick to death of watching us in non-league football. We are a league team. If we go and buy this buy this division now, who cares, mate? And I, I, I understand that. I really do. And I'm and I'm with him. I'm, I, you know, I've been to all those non-league grounds. You know what I mean? Colwyn Bay on, on New Year's Day. You know, freezing, mate. Not as you know, everywhere that everyone else has been on this podcast, mate. I've, I've been, you know, when we all have, and it's great going to a non-league ground in the middle of nowhere mm. when there's a pub right next to the ground. And I don't, I don't give a shit about any of that anymore, mate. I'll be honest with you. I just want to go and watch my team in the football league. Yeah. That's it for me. Sorry, but that's it, mate. In a nutshell, yeah. So I think they've been okay, and um, no. I do blame you, Russ, for me going onto the co-op board then being slagged off for the PID group. So thanks very much. See you later. <laughs> Cheers, Ross. Mike, is that a mic, mic drop? Yeah, see you later. No, I'm only jesting, um, mate. I'm only jesting. Yeah, it's all good. No, no, no. But, but coming back, I mean, coming back to what you're saying about what's happened, I'm, I'm kind, of, I'm, I'm in the same. I mean, I've said it on the podcast before. That's kind of my view. It's. You, I was thinking about this during the weekend, and I kind of knew what you was going to say because obviously I've known you for a long time, but. um <laughs> It's, to me, to me, football is it's obviously it's an industry. It's ruthless. It is jobs for the boys, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of the Garen sacking, I mean. So yeah, yeah. The comms they could have done massively. Yeah, better. it was, it it was poor, massive, mate. It was poor. It's a massive error. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but but football is ruthless. The only the only loyalty is, and I'll say it again, is between the fans and the club. Yeah. And that's what we that's what we spent fucking ages ages trying to get one. I mean, you know, and, and yeah. co op and yeah. all that kind of thing. It's jobs for the boys. I've been on coaching courses, you know, level ah, one, yeah, level yeah, two. Yeah. yeah, you know, where, you know, a goalkeeping coaching course, um, guys doing it at the front, an ex-professional goalkeeper, um, Brian, I forget his surname now, that's really bad, and he's an old guy. <laughs> so we're all so, we're all sat there, all these grassroots coaches. Um, Nick uh, Thingy walks in, ex-Man United goalkeeper, ex-York City goalkeeper. Um can't Nick, remember his name. Nick he Culkin. walks in. Nick Culkin walks in. Yeah, lovely lad. As soon as he walks in, the tutor does not spend any time with anybody else. It's Nick this. It's Nick that. Really? What do you think, Nick? What? What? Yeah, because it's jobs for the boys. So mm. you, you, you know what I mean. And it's that's that's how it works. That's 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 the industry. So um, I just think they wanted their own man. I think they did it at the wrong time. Personally, uh, they should have done it at the start. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's good to hear your view and how how you see it, you know, from a, and that's why and that's why we've got you on. That's why we're getting other fans on as well, just to sort of round off, you know, the the uh, the thoughts about it. Yeah, and and I, I, Dave, 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 um, I don't want to cut you out of this, but just before I forget, and to back up, I've got Jim Gannon on my flag. If anyone's ever been in the bungalow when the bungalow was being run by Help the Hatters, I had that flag on the back wall, which said, "For every new beginning." Is some other for, for, for every new beginning is some other beginnings end. I think it says, 
I've got it was it's my flag. I've got I've got uh, I think four managers on it. I think, and one of them is Jim Gannon, because I genuinely believe he belongs on that flag with the others. Dave Jones, Begara. I think who else were on it? Uh, I forget. I was speaking about managers before with uh, Phil because of his new book. Um, but um, so so I absolutely believe that 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 Jim has got that special place in our football club and will always be there as that iconic character who over a thousand games player and manager or you know two two promotions etc. Um, but but I think. I think now's the time. I think, I think, well, for me anyway, I know it's just my opinion, but I think now's the time. I think it was, he, in my opinion, he'd brought us as far as he could uh, with this group of players, with the type of football club that these guys want to run. Now, that type of football club that these guys want to run is ruthless. Wouldn't surprise me if they do a Salford. So we get promoted again and Rusk is out. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Or if Russ don't mm. perform for the next ten games, he'd be out, mate. I'm telling you, these guys are ruthless. And and is that the football club that many people want? I don't know if it is, but do you know what? It's okay for me because I I I don't want all that kind of um, you know that kind of part time club which no one knows when the club shops open, no one knows who's running the place, yeah. who's the general manager, no one knows. It's some help the actors are sweeping up on the thing. You know what I mean? I, that for me, that's been we've done that, and we now we need to move on. But yeah, mate, Jim Gannon for me will always be um, um, a Stockport County legend. He's on my flag, but that doesn't mean I I I um, didn't agree with what happened. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there, mate, because it's, um, yeah. it's. I think some people think I don't like Gannon, but he's, I, I really I do. He's on my he's on my flag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, G- 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 yeah, Gannon's on. I mean, Gannon's on my wall in in my yeah, exactly, in my bar and exactly, he, and, mate. And, he, and in fact, he's, in fact, he's on twice. Is <laughs> but yeah, um, but but I I I long I long for Blackpool away, yeah, Rochdale away. You know, the, or or get, getting getting someone big, you know, Leeds away or something yeah, like mate. that. I don't I, I don't want Colwyn Bay away anymore. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's that it's that kind of atmosphere that I want and. Um, the, you know, this this regime are going to give us that back. Um, so yeah, I think the novelty wears off after a bit, so, doesn't yeah. it? You know, because like you say, we've done all these uh, little non-league grounds and uh, one man and his dog <laughs> and all the rest of it. But yeah, that's not us. That's not what we are. I mean, it sounds very elitist and very arrogant, but you know, tough shit. That's the way it, it's true, though, isn't it, it is, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's um, you know, we we are a football league team uh, and we deserve to be back there. So fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, and just 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 to point out as well, I know that obviously Dave, you 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 write the blog for mm-hmm. for, for the Scarf Bagara War. Be getting a bit of shit from certain people <laughs> about pandering to pandering to Jim Gannon, and you know, I, whether, I think it's just the way people interpret it. I read some of it. There was one or there was literally one or two sentences where I thought like that, but that was it. You know, do you know what I mean? The rest of it really well written. Well, but fucking miles better than anything I can write anyway. So. If that's if that's all you're sucking air through your teeth at, Ross, then I'm 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 happy with that. If it's only one or two sentences, then that's fine by me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, in fact, just sorry, just I remember one of the sentences as well. Um, It was you put me on the spot here now, aren't you? (laughs) No, no, no. You you might remember it. It it was it it was the one where you said after was it Gannon got sacked on the Thursday? Yeah. And we play. We played. I can't remember. We played. Bromley. 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 
you, yeah, you said that they looked mentally fatigued, and I, oh. I, 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 that's, I, that's what I did. I did that intake, and I thought, well, not really. Okay, they'll, they'll just be play. They'll just be players getting on with it. But I didn't. I didn't jump onto Facebook and slag you off. About no, it. no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no he, no, he just told you to your face on. Well, to your, on, on a podcast <laughs> live on air. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's probably a bit of poetic license that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if people have allowed their opinion, and it's such an yeah, emotive subject, such an emotive subject, isn't it? That's kind of kind of being sat to now. Yeah. The board have acted or not acted or done whatever they wanted to do. With did they want him gone from the beginning? The timing you mentioned before, Lee. You know, uh, and these are all kind of you know running around in people's heads, and now they they feel about this whole situation. And I write about these these subjects from my own point of view. This is not based on fact. This is not based on any inside knowledge or anything like that, which people seem to think that that's what I'm basing it on. Um, it's just me and how I feel. And, you know, people disagree with that, and that's absolutely fine. Did, um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you know this, guys, and, and, and I'm, I've literally forgot the names of the managers, but the last two, ti- I think the last two, it might have been 66, was it? Anyway, the last when we've won two titles before, Division three North mm-hmm. and Division Four, but from what Phil was telling me in his new book, and again I'm plugging his book again here. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but ba- um, we've changed manager halfway through the season in both times. No one that's okay. that's un- unprecedented, right? That you've got a, a league winning team changing their manager halfway through the season, and it ha- it's happened twice before for Stockport County. Um, Jimmy Melia took oh. over, I think. Um, um, Anyway, but yeah, so it's kind of um, it's not unprecedented what what's happened. Uh, if we then get promoted and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it, it, it has happened at Stockport County before, but we are that type of club, right? You know, we're a bit unusual like that. That's quite that's yeah. quite an anomaly, isn't it? You don't normally you, a team is established with a good manager if you win the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Stockport, yeah, yeah. not Stockport yeah. County. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that's not how we do. Yeah, it, we don't we uh, don't just, do things the easy way, do we? No, so just just to plug for Phil's book now, you mentioned it about <laughs> half a dozen times. Uh, it's called <laughs> it's called Champions Stockport County's Title Triumphs and the People Behind Them, and it's sixteen ninety nine on Amazon. So there you go, good go stuff. Go, go and get it. And uh, just a bit of a plug for myself on that. Actually, one of the, <laughs> the picture that I took. <laughs> I know, yeah, what, uh, fucking narcissist. Um, the picture that I took at Nuneaton uh, that's that's been used quite widely uh, is in the book. So I didn't know that was yours, Russ. And I, it's on my, yeah. it's on my, is it on my Twitter? I think it's on my, it's on my, it's on one of my um, it's profile. It's on everybody's things. Twitter. It's on everybody. I, I just was really, I'm like, no way is Russ took that. But then I get like, but I remember feeling the same way a little bit. It's pretty, you feel pretty good about that, right? Like everywhere I look yeah. now, there is a light. Yeah, yeah. He's every, like, like the flag that right, I designed the flag and the, and the actual font of the letters. There is like that never goes out. Everyone's got it. You know what I mean? And there was another one that I made yeah, up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but it's a pretty good feeling. But that's an ace picture, mate. Uh, it's a yeah, top yeah, picture, good. mate. Well done. Well, that um, I know we're I know we're blowing smoke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that 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 there is a light that never goes out. My lad, my lad thinks that that's our actual light. That's our song. That, <laughs> really? That's, that's yeah, that yeah. is amazing, Just mate. Because every time it comes on, because because it got played after every match, didn't it? On, it did. Yeah. You know, when we got in the car, that's how Ridgeway would end his show with that with that song. Yeah, you know, on the way out on a, on a Saturday. And, and so, to be fair, yeah, I, yeah, I, I I don't um I, I don't profess to actually thinking oh let, let's put that on a flag. That that was on Marion's board, and I asked a few people, "What do you want on a flag?" 
And I think it was Andy Turner turned around and said, oh, let's put there is a light. It was like, oh, yeah, that'll be cool. And we did. Obviously, it was me who then went to the uh, flag uh, maker or whatever you call them, <laughs> um, and said, this is how I want it to look. This is the font. This is the crest I want. And, and the same lady who did that flag did the one with the managers on and also did my other flag again plug in sorry guys the one that's in the chile right now is the one that um big big which is danny's quote which is about we may only um we may only have a small house but we've got a bloody big heart she did that one as well and she was quite famous because she did the most of the ones in the cop uh, that you see you know the big ones that are painted because she painted all those ones for me uh, aside from the one that's in the ground now uh, she painted them by hand and they're amazing um, but she don't do them anymore uh, which because I went to a, to get another one and they they don't do him, so yeah, so that bit of history there. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Right, okay, let's finish this section off. I just wanted to close this section before we get to the second half with just just a bit of a comment, really. Um, that you know, it was leading on to to sort of the the responses that Dave got by his blog. We've had loads of responses about the the podcast and the stuff that we talk about, and we'll get onto some of that in the second half. But I just wanted to say, look, this, this podcast is really. Um, it's for everybody. It, you know, we don't say for county fans, by county fans for nothing. You know, if you want to come on and have a talk, let get in contact and we'll we'll, we'll get you on. Um, we're just trying to be a voice, really, and we you know we can't influence the club or anything like that. We're independent. If if the club have done something bad, then we'll say it on the podcast and we'll get other people to come on to say no, it wasn't that bad. So it, it, it's just having a bit of sort of like balance, if you like. So, um, but what I do recognise is as the, as the club gets bigger. And we get loads of these faceless fans coming, coming, joining us. Um, we might get a bit more sort of interaction with the podcast. So just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah well, I, agree, so I, yeah. Some, I mean, none of us, none of us are correct. Sorry, it's not, it's well, not like you know, there's a right and a wrong. It's all about opinions, and and yeah, yeah, more, more people the better. Yeah, exactly. So we've got a, got quite a few fans lined up now. Um, so we'll try and get fans and players on. Right, okay. Let's have a break there, and we'll come back in a minute and start covering some other topics. Hello fellow County fans, I just want to take a moment of your time to tell you about the Scarf Begara War blog. Each month I bring you my thoughts and reactions to all the latest games and news, plus there's a veritable cornucopia of other articles that are for your viewing pleasure. Check out www.scarfbegarawar.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. Okay, we're back for the second half of Scarf Begara Reward. Just another plug before we, we kick off. Um, if anyone's not heard of Engage Life and, and the work that Dave Schofield's doing, then do give that a look up on Twitter and Facebook. He's got a really good initiative there helping young kids uh, stay off the street, so it's well worth a look. I thought I'd get a mention in for that. Okay, so a couple of topics that we want to... Well, no, not a couple. There's a few topics we just want to cover in the next 40, 45 minutes. The first one is, I've titled it Terrace Culture, um, and there's a reason for that. This week on Facebook, we were the podcast was called out by somebody as not knowing anything about Terrace Culture, um, and that was because on last week's pod, which you may have listened to, we talked about uh, Arthur Cooper and Arthur Brownlow. I mean, I wasn't there, but the lads did, uh, and the fact that those are two different people, um, and then somebody said on, on Facebook, well, You've got it wrong. It's two different people. Well, yeah, that's what we said. So we're, we're not wrong. Uh, and then we were. You said someone said, "Well, they obviously don't know anything about Terry's culture." I just wanted to put it to you two guys. What What is Terry's culture, and do we know anything about it? 
Go, I would go say, on, Dave. I would, I'll give you stuff. I, I was going to say, I, I would say that we do. We do know a, a lot. As a podcast, we do. Um, <laughs> we've got a kind of a wide range of um, ages. Um, you know, I've been supporting County for quite a long time. Uh, and obviously been involved in the club in various various steps. Um, so, yeah, we, we do. Um now, last week, as you quite rightly pointed out, we did say that the, the two Arthurs are two different people, and Dave went to great lengths to point that out. Um, and yeah, uh, it does. What a, to- that- what a topic! What a topic! The two Arthurs are two different people. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, and, it's, you know, and it's caused more, it's caused more aggro than the actual um, you know Jim Gallon sacking really mate let's, let's be honest I know um, <laughs> we don't want to talk about Terry's culture well yeah clearly we do I mean for me it's for County it is that kind of underdog spirit that we kind of developed as being a quite a small fourth division club you know back in the sort of 70s and 80s or in sitting United on your doorstep playing on a Friday night that type of thing which was then in the 90s when we were knocking off supposedly bigger teams you know Bolton Preston Stoke those types of teams West Brom um and it, and it kind of it kind of grew from there really uh, and the same was went up to the championship we were one of the smaller teams you know playing that underdog so it's always been about that for me um and we had those little oddities as well about Supporting county that kind of make it a little bit unique, like the Arthurs, yeah, um, the the anthem and things like that, and um, the fact we haven't got any direct rivals as nobody else that we kind of manufacture for want of a better phrase the sort of rivalries we have with teams. It's all those little oddities. That's the kind of that's that's terrace culture for me. Um, it, it does have another side to it, um, which I think we we spoke about um, on our WhatsApp group. Um, that mm. of um, a little bit more of a sinister side of uh, less surrounding hooliganism, hooliganism and things like that. Um, now, uh, I think we all have been associated with uh, those types of people in the past um, to to a lesser or greater extent. That kind of happens, especially for a club the size of County, where you do get you kind of hardcore of away support. Um, you do tend to get to know quite a lot, of, quite a lot of people. Now, the culture itself, I think, is now changing again since the takeover, since COVID. It's now it's now changing again. Um, now we're, we're forced to support at arm's length. There isn't that kind of togetherness anymore, and I'm sure we'll come on to that in the kind of disconnection and things like that um, a little bit later. But for me, it, it's changing again. What about you, Lee? Um, I, th- I think. Guys, I don't know the backgrounds of of how you grew up and stuff, and but from like I, my dad still lives on the council estate that I kind of grew up on, and for me, terrace culture was just an extension. Um, especially, I, I can only talk about going in the early nineties. Can you imagine what it was like in the seventies and eighties? Just an extension of 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 the working class's impact on the game of football, and I think we know that we support a team which we would class as a working class team. It's in the middle of Edgeley, which is one of the poorest uh, suburbs of Stockport. Um, it's, it, it, it attracts uh, oddballs like myself, um, like you, Russ, and you, Dave, you know what I mean? All from different backgrounds. <laughs> but, 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 but I think it does, so it attracts people like that, but it also attracts people who, 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 are, who, are, who would potentially have not the same um, 
um, um, um, benefits of, of being from outside of a working class environment. So you're automatically dragged into a, a culture or a subculture of, of, of being part of a group or part of a team. And that's obviously part of Terry's cut. You, we're all part of the same fan base. We're, we're, we're in inverted commas, defending our kind of, um, our, our town, our city, our, our, you know, our village as such. Um, but for me, it's, it, 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 it has changed over the years, but what I would say is I'm I'm proud of Stockport's association with and its impact on the game of football um, from its terrorist culture. I'm proud to say that I know quite well a lot of these people we're talking about. You know, won't name any names or anything, but I, I kind of see a different side to them as well. And it, 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 it's changed. 70s and 80s, I can't comment on, but obviously read books and stuff and seen it. And then throughout the 90s, um, that underbelly of football has always been there because of what I've just said, the, the association with the working classes, them being um, um, kind of uh, castigated by society, uh, by the governments. And that was the, it, it was our only way of uh, uh, showing that as someone who came from a working class background. Um, it, it was it, it's, it's weird because as it's grown up, I think the te- I think, think talking about culture in football and, 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 and the terrorist culture it went away from the you know the 70s you got the boot boys and 80s you started to get in more kind of your designer gear and your kind of um you know your your, your, your lessee etc and i thought aside from the actual um hooliganism we talk around I, th- I think i think we can all appreciate that terrorist culture has also brought some uh, some great youth movements in you know and been influenced by uh, the movements as well of of mods and you know um and, and, and dressing fashionably and 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 showing your association with a club um because of how the way you dress you know people down in london would address differently to the people up in say liverpool at the time you know, you know mid 80s etc um but that's definitely gone away now and i think I think that society in general being a bit more kind on on the working classes, albeit you know still absolutely castigated by certain areas of the government. But for me, that 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 um, that rebellion isn't there anymore because of social media, because of of the opportunities that I think people have got, and and quite rightly, and I've wrote down here quite rightly, society had enough of that for me, and you can't just run round a weekend and do what you want to do in someone else's town and not feel any repercussions of that what i would say is is i don't blame anyone who did that at any given time because that was just part of parcel of what you did as a human you know that that was what you were brought up as that 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 was what you um saw and 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 you didn't know any different um and and i've had many great conversations and and many away trips with some of these people over the years and I'm fascinated by the stories. They kind of like it's just a, it, it's a story of a different time, and um, I think I, th- I think I'm I'm proud of Stockport's association with that, and its association with England as well, and and how uh, Stockport has been represented as a town. It's my town at England Games by that culture, um, whether it be some good times and bad times. Uh, you you, you uh, talk around characters and Br- Arthur Brownlow. You got Captain Beefheart was definitely a known England um, fan back in the day, you know, uh, absolutely was, uh, as well as other members of of, of Stockport's uh, following. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of Stockport's association with it. And um, just my final point on it, I think it's really difficult, the argument around who sang what and where that song's come from. <laughs> let's, that's really difficult, right? Because even half the time with people who sing it don't even know where it come from. And, and it's with an argument uh, who, who first thought of it. And so for me, 
Um, it's a little bit tongue in cheek. I thought that uh, from 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 last week, but um, yeah, it's it's it, it it's it's definitely something I'm proud of uh, to be associated with such a team as Stockport, working class people, the my people, um, and 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 um, yeah, some something I'll be I'll I'll always have that affiliation and association with. I think it gets a bad yeah, rap. I, I think it gets a bad rap, Russ. Yeah, like like, yeah. like the whole culture thing. I don't just mean hooliganism. I mean just being a being a lad, right? Just being a working class guy with his mates going to the football. That has been like oh yeah, downtrodden, yeah. you know, over the years. And you know, anyway. Yeah, and 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 that that comes through in how in how you and we get treated by the police at away games. Absolutely, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. It's like Spot we're on, like animals. Mate. Spot on. Um, just 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 for, just from my point of view, get 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 kind of you know, my view across, I grew up on Bridge Hall. So, you know, it was, it was over the monkey bridge to, to Edgley Park for me. Yep. Um, and I grew up with a, with a stepdad that was, that was thought, thought he was one of those, you know, thought, thought he was in with that group, but wasn't really to a to you know, I remember, I remember him telling me in many, on many occasions, go and hide in the toilet because it's going to kick off it. <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, that was in the, that was in the, that was in the early nineties. Um, so, yeah, you know, match day for me was over the monkey bridge to to the Bobby Peel for three hours while he got pissed, and then we went to the match. Um, Sounds awesome. So, so I, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what? As an eleven-year-old kid, yeah, 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 as, an, as an eleven-year-old kid playing pool in the Bobby for three hours with 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 with, with half a coke. Yeah, mate. You know, I, you know, three. Yeah, yeah. we I, say I it tongue it. in cheek, you don't know. we? Say it tongue in cheek, but you're right. It, it's part of who you are, else. That's what I was trying to say. You can't yeah. change that. You know, I mean, you, you can't castigate oh, exactly. people because they got involved in violence. Uh, you know, uh, uh, because it's just the way they were. It's just, the, it just, just happened. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. Goes yeah. With the territory. It goes with the territory, doesn't it? In Bridge Hall, right? With all due respect, Russ, it goes with the territory. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Then we moved to Brinny. So <laughs> <laughs> Russ, come on now. It's not top trumps, this. <laughs> a couple of things I just wanted to mention there, um, Lee. Absolutely fucking spot on. Really, just yeah. Well done, mate. Really, really good um, point of view there. Um, I mean, I, I, I mentioned the kind of um, nod towards hooliganism and culture and things like that. Now, I'm like yourself, certainly, certainly not gonna um, gonna slag anybody off who partakes in that or has done or um, it, it, you know, does do. Um, I mean, I was involved in that to a to a lesser extent back in the day. I'm talking twenty years ago now. Um, that's just that was just part of growing up. Um, and, I, and I see a little bit of myself in some of the young lads that go go to county now, um, who like a pint, uh, who are probably a little bit too aggressive, and and I see a little bit of myself there, and it's a, it's a little bit odd seeing seeing part of your own behaviour in that, and that's yeah. I, I, t- I try not to kind of be too judgmental or kind of you know. Yeah, spot on, Dave. Um, yep. Kind of, kind of taught them in a way, going the state of youth today and all that. Because I was the same, you know, running around town centres, you know, getting beard up and watching you know, away games. So that was part mm. of growing up. I certainly, yeah, I certainly wouldn't um, suggest my lad start doing that though, because uh, I don't fancy having to sleep, sl- having to sleep with one eye open, waiting for the door to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I, I, but yeah, I, I think you, that's you, spot on, Dave. That kind of. Just because you don't slag it off doesn't necessarily mean you promote it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like, and 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 for me, I what I don't like about that is is the way a number of uh, a number of society, I won't call number of fans, I just society looks upon these people 
and basically says they're not fans. They're not real fans. They're not. We don't want them at our club. Really? You don't want, well, guess what, mate? They're there. Because they, it's not your club. It's their club. Mm-hmm. It will always yeah, be yeah. their club. It's not yours. Though, like, you get a chairman will say, oh, we don't want them at our club. Well, it's not yours, mate. I don't, give a, I don't give a shit what you say. It's not your club. Now, are these people wrong in some instances? Doing what they do and fighting with it? Of course. But the, the, the arrogance of it, as if to say, we don't want them here and... They're not yours to cast away, mate. Do you know what I mean? They're all, they're there. So I don't like that, and I and I always I always back um, this thing about who's you only loyal if you don't do that. And I will give you an example. Sorry, guys, to rant on about this, but it, me, it means a lot to me because I I kind of um, there was a I, I remember the pitch invasion at um, pitch invasion. There's about twenty of us in centre circle, weren't they? What game was that? <laughs> And, and oh, yeah, I d- yeah, it was yeah. a protest, right? Yeah. Uh, who was it? I don't yeah. know. God, it could be anyone, couldn't it? None eaten, was it? I don't know. Um, sat in centre circle and someone was telling me about Imagine Radio commentating at the time, saying, oh, we don't want them fans at our club. It's a it disagree. Like, what? What are you talking about? Do you know what I mean? Pe- these are people who are commentating on the game. It's like, really? And and I, I, I won't for a minute defend the actions uh, of the last game of the season. Um, when when we when we got relegated, which was not a nice kidding. time, yeah, kidding, kidding myself. Yeah, yeah. I won't defend that because that, that wasn't right. It what it wasn't right because what happened on the pitch against Nuneaton, I think, when we went on the centre circle and sat down, was completely different than than. But again, this is this is this is people's love and frustration coming out of of a club that they love. Talking going back to what you said before, Russes, this is. The only con- con- constant here is the club. It doesn't matter about the owners, really. The, the club's the thing that we associated with. And to watch our club go down the pan as we were, with very little fight, all the fans had at the time, whether they were right or wrong, was to show a bit of frustration. And for me, that's very little compared to what would have happened in the 70s and 80s. You know what I mean? So mm. I think we need a little bit of, um, you know, um, um, to judge those things uh, uh, separately. But, but again, go- yeah. going back to that now, mate, I think... I think this castigation of a of a group of fans is so easy from the outside looking in. When you're okay, yeah. you're middle class, you're all right, and you're slagging all of these people off. A bit like Dave just said, you know what I mean? It, it you don't have to slag them off. Uh, sorry, you don't have to uh, champion them. Um, um, you know, just because you're not slagging them off, it doesn't mean you're saying that what they're doing is amazing. But I, I just feel yeah. I don't know, oh, mate. It's it's a tough subject because, like like Dave said, you wouldn't say to your kids go and do that and when Dave said you do see people doing things think god what are you doing there mate don't do that it's naughty do you know what I mean as you grow up you see that don't you and it's and you've, life change. Yeah, like yeah. society's changed isn't it? society has changed there's cameras everywhere for a start right everyone's filming everything Every, everything's on YouTube Twitter and Facebook within 10 seconds of it happening so it's a it's different world now but yeah I, I think yeah, our it club is. has it our club has it in 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 droves mate and we should, and we should, um, we should champion it, mate. In, in, as in the history of it, not pretend it was never happening and etc. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just one last thing, there, Lee. You mentioned about England and that. Now I've been to shed loads of England games. Oh, have you, um, mate? Cool. Yeah. We, no, we, mate. we count, we count um, you know, various people over the years. Um, and yeah, of the lower league clubs, county really heavily represented. Yeah, mate. England games. Um, so. Yeah, spot on, Dave. Yeah, it's massive, mate. Like you say, and like you say, Beef Art was famous back back in the day as when no one used to go away with county uh, with England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've yeah, I went to the 
2006 World Cup. And yeah, loads and loads of county fans there. Just absolutely, just you know, you just bump into like people that you've you know you've seen in the in the Cheadle and Boggs. Like, Canal, I know you, don't I? Like, yeah, you just and that's how that's how you get talking to people. And and they're there with like 20 of their other county mates. Well, county, I always had a really good following with England. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I, I, for, for, just just one last word on this for me, if if I may. I think it's. Um, I mean, there's many subcultures in football. I think this is probably the most famous and the biggest. And if I'm being really honest, the most interesting. I think uh, you know the one we're talking about, mm. and it brings a it brings a lot. I mean, you know, some of the stuff. I mean, like you mentioned you mentioned the stuff that they wear there, Lee. You know, some of the the fashions and stuff that they that, that it's brought in. I look at some of the fashions now. And I think it's that intake of breath again, you know, with like, you know, having a, having a set of goggles in your hood, that kind of thing. I, I'd never wear it. And I look at people who wear it and go, ah, yeah, yeah. I, know you I, mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wear that. But it's got so much more. There's, there isn't another subculture of football um, from, from any club, let alone our own, that is that is more interesting, interesting than that subculture. Yeah, well, like you say, you 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 love your shirts, don't you, Russ? I know you do. Like your Fred Perry and all that, and your mod look and stuff. Mm. You know, um, mm. and and like a lot of that was taken, you know, from from the terraces right because it was the same people yeah, on the yeah, terraces yeah. it was going watching the jam right because the jam were were yeah, yeah. were, were anti-establishment they were angry exactly as the people who were going on the terraces were because of the way society mm. treated them and the and the clobber that came with it would came from raids across europe and stuff like that you know when bringing back some top italian gear that you wear now do you know what i mean so i, yeah, I, yeah. I it's an amazing uh part of um the culture of football and, and I and, and, and our club especially and I don't say this like it had a huge influence in that and still has an influence in that to this day with its followings across the areas absolutely it does because we're, because of where we still are we're working class it's it's a working class town and, and yeah yeah just one last yeah. thing there you know about saying about about the clothes and that now I when I had some money in my pocket would always buy always buy you know designer clothes and stuff uh, and it's it's kind of stayed with me to this day. Football cool. and wearing my best gear, I always Thank do. You. Even now, even now I go I go with my lad and that. I always always best gear on. Yeah, it's true that actually. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that, yeah. I, I, I still I still do it now. Still do it. Yeah, yeah, mate. I, I look. I, I get up in the morning and I, and I come to my bar in my best gear, even though I'm fucking going nowhere. Just I just do it. Do you know what you could do, Russ? Seriously, and 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 I think to answer your original topic, does. It, does this podcast know about culture? Yes, by definition, you're from Stockport. Of course, you know about culture, you know, and and different cultures. I think it'd be it'd be great if you could get some of the um, older generation on to talk around the culture and the history of this football club and its impact to football and the culture around football. It'd be great to listen to. So it'd be really would be yeah. interesting. I'll try and I'll, yeah, I'll try yeah. and ping a few and try and mire them to get a, to to reach out to you, Russ. Yeah, yeah, have a, yeah, do that. Nice one. We appreciate appreciate that. It, it it brings us on nicely to our next subject, really. Um, the the disconnection is 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 there a disconnection between the current set of fans, all 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 fans, and the club, and and are people feeling that, or is that or is that just because it's on telly, we're not going to the match? Can you feel a you know an, an air gap disconnection there? Absolutely, yeah, I think we can. Like, like you say, it, a lot of it is down to COVID, um, playing behind closed doors, supporting at arm's length. A lot, a lot of it is down to that, um, and it's affected the team as well as well as us. 
Um, there's been many games this season where we would have benefited from a crowd in there. Alty, West Ham, Sutton. Yeah, those types of games where, we, where we've not done so well um, and we could really have done them with the crowd in there. So, yeah, I think there is. There absolutely is. And it seems to have been amplified somewhat since Jim Gannon was sacked. That's brought a lot of feeling out into the open. Um, a lot of people are disagreeing with the, the club's methods and how they went about that. So that's kind of made the gap a little bit wider, uh, for, in, in my opinion. There's almost that little bit of a distrust between fans and the club at the moment. Um, a lot of the faith and that they built up over the summer has gone um, with sacking Jim Gannon. Um, now, even if you agree that that was the right decision and it was going to happen eventually, there's still a little part that it doesn't quite feel like county at the moment. And the things that we associate with that, those little oddities that I mentioned before, we don't really have those at the moment because we're forced to watch the game at home. Yeah, I think I agree with some of that, Dave. I I, I definitely agree with the um, elements of the fan base not being there. I think you only have to look at the results across even just the Premier League, right? You know, there's no such thing as home mm-hmm. field advantage this year. I think the same mm-hmm. as... I know to go off topic here a little bit, just to prove it's not just our game of football. That's, that's you look across most sports, NFL, which I follow as well. That's been the same, you know, uh, and in baseball to a lesser extent later last summer in America. So it's not just this country with football that's affected by um, this disconnect, and and it's definitely showing its uh, its ugly head across um, all places. Um, so, so, so I think we definitely could have benefited with um, a couple, you know, a, a few fans in there um, um, early this season. Um, if is there a disconnect between the fans and the club at the minute, or feeling a dis- discontent or something? Um, I speak to a lot of people offline. Most of my stuff online is tongue-in-cheek stuff. I kind of go on Twitter just to wind people up, really. I know it's just like, because I'm in a stupid pseudonym, you know what I mean, or whatever, just because I can't take Twitter seriously because it's just, it's, it's extremes of stuff and I don't like extreme politics and I don't like extreme. So so most of my stuff's on there tongue-in-cheek. But when I speak to kind of um, people off, uh, you know, my mates who go county and, and other lads, they're kind of a bit more ambivalent towards the kind of situation, really. They kind of just can't wait to go to county and go to, to watch the match but more importantly go to the pub with your mates you know what I mean so um, I, I, most of this is driven obviously by social media because that's all we can look at because of the disconnect because we've not gone to the games we can't really speak in the pub etc etc um, so what you say is true Dave but I don't think it's the whole picture I, th- I think there's definitely a load of fans who don't go on the internet where they're a bit more like well you know th- these things happen it's football type thing Again, but I think that I do blame I do blame the owners, though, mate, for that. I do blame this that I do blame that, and we mentioned it before, didn't we? The the uh, communication with Gannon was poor, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's they've 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 dug that themselves there, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is probably a lot of uh, a lot of people who I don't say don't really care, but aren't as affected by it. Mm. Um, I, I'm just kind of happy to sit back and wait until the day that we can get in there again. Uh, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I'm not going to tell you how to support your club. You know, you do it how you want. Um, but there is feeling mm. of disconnect at the moment. And it's winter and the weather's shit and everything just seems a bit more shit <laughs> in the winter, doesn't it? But as I say, they do need to rebuild that little bit of a trust. It seems a little bit hollow and a little bit vacuous now, this, this kind of... Um, 
this sort of PR heavy monster that they've created of this club. It just seemed a little bit. But that's but that's all they've that's all they've got to play with, isn't it? No, I get it. It's got to it's it's, it's got it's got to be PR. It's got to be. I get it. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely get it. And the club's hands are tied as as pretty much as much as ours are in terms of supporting and getting the message across and getting across what they're all about. I, I get it. Yeah, we're not there. We can't engage with players. Imagine the reception John Rooney had got after scoring that goal against Alty at the Cheeseland. You know what I mean? If we'd yeah. have been in there, you know. So yeah, we we can't, there isn't that ability to engage. We we are really missing it, and the, the players are missing it as well. I um, mean, you, you look at our home form this season; it's been been really really average, hasn't it? Um, mm. It yeah, it just seems to be about uh, all about the kind of project at the moment, doesn't it? Um, we we need to be back in there. We need to be able to engage with the players and the management, and we need to we just need to feel that whole community side again don't we mm. I think that, that that's a big problem yeah it's a good point mate yeah I agree with that Dave so if we if is it, I mean I've, I've I've ordered these uh these topics fantastically if I do say so myself <laughs> so you just <laughs> you just <laughs> you just mentioned there about this sort of like PR giant and sort of spearheading that if you like is um Simon Wilson it's Simon Wilson isn't it I got that wrong that no, he's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's kind of spearheading it. He's the face. Um, I just wanted to put it out there. Director of football. Do we need one? I've got my own views on this, by the way. So I'll I'll chip in at some point. But do we need one? What do they do? Um, <laughs> as long as you can promise on future podcasts, mate, that you can have a do we need them topic and like literally yeah, just yeah, on no. anybody, on anyone in the club. Do we need them? Do we need anything? <laughs> um, uh, for for me, very quickly, mate. I think. This is obviously, you know, this is something that the that the current owners believe is needed, whether we believe that's needed or not. Um, you have to look at your CV, mate. Your CV is, is just speaks for him, just speaks for itself. Um, absolutely class CV. Um, do do um, do we need him to get promoted? Probably not. On the pitch, I think it's more of an off the pitch uh, appointment uh, for the yeah, e- yeah. Well, ethos well, thing, you know. Let let me just rephrase it. Don't f- forget about Simon Wilson as a as a as a person as a human being. The actual position director of football. Do we need that in modern football? I would say yeah, mate. I, I yeah because um, it, it just it, I, I I I think this whole kind of building up um, um, young players through an academy, looking at the facilities of training, looking at diets, looking at the way the club handles media, looking at the match day experience, looking at um, on the pitch stuff, absolutely needs all the position. Director of football, general manager, you know, it it, it, it kind of needs these people and lets the manager, in my opinion, focus on what he does should do, which is coach and manage the football team. Let the other, yeah. let the director of football look at the contracts, look at the media engagements for the footballers, look at all that stuff. That's my opinion. I um, Simon Wilson himself, by the way, yeah, CV. Um, last thing on Simon Wilson, I think the interview he did personally um, on the appointments of the two new uh, of the of the manager and here's his his assistant. I think was pretty poor. I think it came across he, he body language wasn't great, um, but his CV mm-hmm. speaks for itself. So it just might be uh, it, you know s- s- some people have that. You must have interviewed people yourself, and just because they give yeah. off bad 
signals doesn't mean they're not a decent person or you know shouldn't, shouldn't be doing what they're there for. So yes, that's my opinion. I think football clubs do need directors of football in this environment, even in conference, because of the size of our football club and where we want to go. Yeah, I think it, I think it does depend on the size of the club and its ambitions. Yeah. So if you're if you're Altrincham and you you you're looking to maybe flirt with League Two and try and get up there, you don't need a director of football. You haven't got anything. You haven't got any infrastructure to look after around yeah. the, the actual football club itself. Um, so and that's it's interesting. Well, it is to me when you get into the sort of the the the, um, the titles of these people. So a, a football manager, and I, I can understand now why that they're called head coaches. Because a, a manager of a football club does more than just pick the team Good point, and buy yeah. players. Yeah, head coaches, I, I can see why they call that now. Because like you've just said, they're there to concentrate on the football. Mm. Coach the players, get the best out of them, win football matches. Your director of football is, is everything you said, you know, uh, training ground, um, infrastructure. Look, yeah, diet. At, um, yep. rec- diet, recruitment, all, all those kind of things and, and getting the best out of that. Um, Which is a big thing, right? Yeah, what about... it's massive. Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah. yeah, it's massive. And if and if you want to grow your club like the way that we do now, then appointing a director of football because I think that's what Stott did immediately, wasn't it? Was that his yeah, first thing that he absolutely. Did? Did All right, did right it from the beginning. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's a key appointment. I think I think we said it on pod- podcasts and podcasts ago. <laughs> um, that's that was the biggest signing for me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with. I agree with both of you. Um, it, it is depending on the, the size of your club and the size of your ambition as to what exactly, um, whether you need a director of football or not. For me, there's always been that kind of slight slant towards being a extended member of the board as opposed to actually getting involved with the with the playing side. I don't think that Jim Gannon kind of had that freedom to manage the team and I know that that's what it's geared towards I don't think he kind of kind of had that I mean if you look at the, the team that's there now how many of those are Jim Gannon's players not many yeah excluding the ones that came up from, you know from the National League North for us that was more Simon Wilson's work in my opinion yeah Hogan for example I would I, I would bet that Hogan isn't Hogan's not the type of player that Gannon would have brought in in my yeah. opinion um, so yeah it should free up the manager to kind of to concentrate on the team, on managing, on winning games, but it it, it doesn't, in in my opinion. Um, the director of football is always looked upon as this kind of meddling figure, um, whether for right or rightly or wrongly, whether that's you know whether that's that's mm. the case or not. Um, the director of football never seems to get any decent press. Um, it always seems to be the director of football interfering when something goes wrong. We we certainly do need one, as you say. Modern football dictates that there is simply more to a football club than picking eleven players and you know signing a few every now and again. And there's mm. you know there's a lot more that goes on. Are a lot of those tasks delegated to other people? Are other people brought in dietitians, for instance? Yeah, probably. But you know the director of football would obviously work with those. So yeah, I think we do need one, but. He has to kind of work doubly hard, really, just to get any any credit, because the director of football, as I say, isn't uh, isn't something that's kind of looked on with any fondness. Do you think it's a Do you think it's a um, a thankless task as well? Because Absolutely. If, yeah. if if the club do well, then that'll be Stott and it'll be Rusk at this moment in time. Yeah. Rusk is being the current manager. Um, if it if it goes badly, 
then it might be well. It, well, it's it's the director of football. It's Simon Wilson. He's he's surely he's buying the players that for, for Russ just to slot into his team. He was Russ the uh, Wilson's the one that's sacking the manager. So it's kind of I could, it's it's no win situation for a director of football. It seems. Yeah, I mean, I just going back to what you said there, Lee, about the the interview about uh, about Wilson's interview. He mentions the words, you know, different modern way of working and someone that knows what's happening at the top and new trends and new ways of working. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, you know, kind of really underlines that that was the reason why they got rid of Jim Gannon. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, this is digressing slightly, but, and saying that the, what had a, someone had a proven track record of developing players as well. Mm. That's a little bit great in considering Jim's record in that regard. But yeah, that's, that's sort of digressing a little bit there. Um, but just going back to the NFL, you mentioned before, Lee. Um, I'm also a follower, and am I, am, I, am I cutting this bit out? Yeah. No, no, no. This is relevant. Okay. This is relevant to director <laughs> of football. Believe me. Um, that, as you all know, Lee, that they have the front office there. Yep. So your actual head coach doesn't get a lot of say in terms of player personnel. Very little, right? If, if any, if any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the front office will do all the Drafting, we'll do all, all trading and things like that, you know, for different players. Um, so we, you can have that kind of situation um, with with a manager and a director of football, um, where the manager gets very little say. Um, that's the kind of obviously the bad side of it. Mm. Good points, mate. Good stuff. Okay, final word then. Um, National League voting. I have no idea where we're up to with this, by the way. So, Dave, you're usually on the spot. Yeah, well, I was really interrupted last time, wasn't I? Last time I mentioned this. So right about now, County are going to announce something massive that I'm going to get interrupted with. Um, just for you know, just to fill in the blanks there, Lee. We were I was talking about this last time. Yeah. Uh, when Rusk was announced by County at about sort of half eight really? o'clock at night. <laughs> cool, yeah. yeah. So so yeah, that was the last five minutes of the podcast was uh, us talking about that instead. But anyway, yeah. National League voting. So beginning of the month. Before you, before you, sorry, before you carry on, Dave, you, you will get. To, no, no, seriously. <laughs> I thought when, you were going to interrupt me with some of that. <laughs> no, no. When when honestly, when when we said that. Um, Somebody put on Facebook that we that we claimed that we broke the news. Yeah, it's like we no, we didn't. We didn't. We just heard it and then started talking about it. Yeah. So you know. Anyway, carry on. I thought I'd get that in. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine, mate. Yes, I did notice that. Um, no, we're not <laughs> privy to any kind of inside information, despite what people think. Um, now, yeah, National League voting. Um, beginning of the month, the National League said, "Here's your four options." Um, and they are being voted on at the moment. Quite a lot of clubs have um, publicly stated how they have voted. Um, County hasn't been one of them, but I think we can all guess which way they're going to be voting. Um, as I say, four, four, I said four options, didn't I? four resolutions, I should say. Um, so the first one is whether the Step 1 National League and Step 2 National League North and South, whether they should be all considered to be together or whether they should be allowed to vote separately. That leads on to number four. Number two and three are for each individual step to vote, whether they should carry on our end. So we will be voting uh, for or against Resolution 2. And National League North and South will be voting for or against Resolution 3. Um, fourth one is do they end all together? Yeah. So if 
they all agree that yes, we should all be considered one. We're not separate. Um, we'll go on to resolution four, and whether it ends or not, it's hard work. That I'm telling you, it's <laughs> fucking hard work. There are other people out there who are better qualified than I am that can probably explain that a little better. Uh, Ollie Bayliss on Twitter uh, is has been. Uh, an oracle of this kind of thing, so check his tweets out because uh, that's kind of where I got that from. Yeah, it was either one that tweeted that we were. I oh know it was Sam Byrne, wasn't it, that tweeted that he'd found out that County de facto would be whip, de facto chief whip. Yeah, <laughs> I know, that was yeah. pretty good. It, good, it doesn't surprise. It really doesn't surprise me to be honest. Um, do Do you guys know about the the reason why it got here around the grants and stuff? Because I, I I didn't know, and I spoke to again. I'll plug his book for him. Brand new book that's out by Phil Brennan. Um, <laughs> I, I, I spoke to Phil again this week about this and asked him what was it about, and he explained it to me quite simply. If you want me just to go a quick minute of what happened, like I don't know if you know, but anyway, for, for the for the listeners, if anyone doesn't yeah, know, I believe, and again, this is not this 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 isn't uh, you know hundred uh, percent probably correct, but something like the original offer from the government was a grant non-repayable which was for three months payment initially ninety thousand pound give or take to the national league teams every one of them and thirty thousand pound to the conference north and the conference south teams oh sorry national south north and south thirty thousand then what's happened is the government ended those grants said right any any more money now and you're gonna have to have it as a loan over a short period of time they, the clubs went back and said, hang on, that's not right. We want a grant. They went, well, the best thing we can do is give you the same loan, but for even longer. So you've got longer to pay it now. And some clubs are saying, well, that's not the case. And that's what they're voting on, of what Dave's just eloquently explained. My understanding from the issues that surround this is some teams like Boreham Wood have had received £90,000, three payments of £90,000, i.e. grand, And that is huge amount of income for them they've received that and some but and some teams in the same league or even some teams in north and south have received even less than that yet they're a much bigger club and a much bigger turnover so literally they they were done as a blanket ninety thousand, no matter what your turnover was or your income you know your, your income yeah, was yeah someone like boreham wood has, has benefited hugely hugely from three grants compared to other teams who we now say, hang on, we've used them really just to stay afloat. Boreham would have used it to buy players. We've used it to stay afloat. We can't even afford the repayments now. And that's where it's all, everyone's now kind of arguing over that. But that's, I didn't know about those grants. I didn't know about, and I never even thought of it like that. Someone like Boreham would who only get, I don't know, two, three, four, five hundred fans. They're getting mm. 90 grand a month. They, they're loving it. Do you know what I mean? Like they're going way, you know what I mean? You're absolutely right, yeah. It was Anyway, I didn't, say, I didn't know about that, yeah. Blanket blanket payment regardless of your Madness. income, your average attendance. Yeah, so we, we were getting the same as Boreham Wood, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah. And there's like you say, bigger clubs than them. Uh, and clubs like Boreham Wood in the National League North, for instance, who were getting exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. So it's twenty eight days they have to vote on that, which should take us up to the end of February. Um I think looking at the tweets that um, clubs are putting out there about the way they're voting, it looks like the National League will be carrying on and the National League North and South will be uh, null and void. Um, I think only needed 50% majority 
for the season to carry on. And that was under sort of resolution two. Um, and I think we're probably already over that already. Um, a number of clubs that have, uh, just the number of clubs that have publicly stated how they have voted. Um, obviously, we're one of the ones that hasn't. So there are all those teams that may well have voted for the season to carry on, but um, haven't publicly stated that. Good stuff. Russ, just a final part on that for me. I think um, I never thought of it like that. Um, sorry, I never thought of it like this, but the integrity of the Football League itself, having two relegated and two promoted, must have had, they must have, in my opinion, must have had some influence to the National League clubs, especially those at the top. Because the Football League, if the National League never proceeded and was cancelled, then what happens to the Football League? You don't get two relegated teams. Do you know what I mean? That, no, that's the, you the, wouldn't like, do. It's crazy. That can't not that 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 in my opinion couldn't happen. The, you know, so yeah. I, I, I personally, from my opinion, I think it's great that it's carrying on if it does, and I think the fact they're given twenty eight days as well, where whereas twenty no, how many days ago did it start this? Well, the world looks in a different place even a day later than it did yesterday. You know what I mean? If if you're looking at where we're at as a country and and um, with regards to the uh, virus etc. and and the cause of this. Um, conversation um, even in uh, at, the, at the end of this month if that's when it is or the world's going to look even a different place then so I think it's a bit um, a bit stupid to give 28 days when I think that's when legally legally they have to give legally. 28 days yeah, Madness, yeah. because you're voting on something that's a continually moving goalpost pardon the pun yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think once your votes in, your votes in, and that's that's it. Yeah, twenty eight days. I mean, they could call it, they could call it early. I suppose if they had enough votes to go over a certain majority. Um, I think, I think they could do that. I don't know. I, I, you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, I think we're voting on the the first resolution as to whether to treat us all separately or all as one. Um, and resolution two as well, which will be like, the, does the National League carry on or not? Um, four only comes into play if if one's first resolution, yeah, if the first resolution fails and we're all classed as one, the National League North and South and the National League. Um, you, you're then voting on that one. But yeah, I suppose we'll see in uh, in the very near future. I, I've got a feeling that the National League will be carrying on. Um, I think the I think the league themselves were desperate that it carried on because of that relationship with uh, the the football league and the the two promotion places. I think they they wanted to keep that. Um, so yes. I think that they will have not been applying pressure, but will have been very hopeful, shall we say, that the uh, league carries on. Yeah, and I think bring it full circle for me, Russ. And I think you opened with um, as regards to you know. Um, are we doing what we're right? You know, we're spending this money. Do you agree with what the owners are doing? I need to, we, we need to get out of this tin pot stuff, right? Let's, what we even discussing this for, we're a professional football team. We should be even playing, <laughs> we should be league two, right? You know, or league, that brings us full circle. Why are we even yeah. having a conversation with, with all due respect, the likes of Leamington Spa and, and, and people like that, right? Come on. Yeah. I mean, football yeah, league team. That's... Come on. Do you know what I mean? Professional football club. <laughs> It's a it's a cracking place to end it. So yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, okay, let's let's wrap it up there then, lads. So just to remind everybody, uh, you can get all our content on our website, um, uk. The blog link to the blogs there, link to vid, uh, the videos on YouTube is there, and our Spotify playlist is there as well. Um, 
all that's left for me to say is cheers to Dave. Cheers, mate. Always a pleasure. And yeah, no worries. Yeah, same for me. And a massive thanks to Lee for coming on as our guest fan. Cheers, Russ, mate. Thanks, Dave. It's been a pleasure. No problem. Speak to you soon, no guys. Worries. And I'm sure we will get you on at some point in the future. Yeah, cheers, guys. Good work. No worries. All right. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Scarf Bagara War, edited and produced by the Scarf Bagara War team. The title track was created by Daniel Johnson with commentary from Richard Harnwell. The podcast currently is being recorded socially distanced remotely, so please don't write in. If you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe and comment on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Thank you. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.